Welcome to Jesus is the Voice of Truth. Cultivating a lifestyle of generosity will transform every aspect of your life, marriage, family, relationship, and your finances. Join Michael Montoya from Jesus for Life Ministries as he reveals the truth to experiencing God's abundance and grace every day. Welcome today to Jesus is the Voice of Truth. My name is Michael Montoya. I am an evangelist and a teacher. And I have a good one for you today. We're going to find out who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? Do we really understand the awesome splendor of our Lord Jesus? Have we really considered the magnitude of our Lord? Through the whole Bible preaches Jesus, identifies him as the coming king. One scripture truly encapsulates his identity. To get a revelation of his glory brings us into the place of holy fear and reverence. Let's look at John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Let's talk about four identifying revelations of Jesus Christ. In the beginning, it says, Speaking of his eternal existence, he is forever. And his kingdom there will be no end. That's Luke chapter 1 verses 33. Christ did not begin or come into existence in the stable with Mary and Joseph. He was since the beginning. What was the beginning? Clearly John is alluding to Genesis 1.1. Before anything was formed, Jesus was. Before all time, before all existence, Jesus was. John chapter 1, verses 2 and 5, He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and life was the light of man. And the light shines into the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. He was not created, He already was. Without Him, there is nothing but darkness. Colossians chapter 1, verses 13, And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Hebrews chapter 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. John 8, 58, Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Not just this person that we speak to know, but eternally existent. Let's look at Revelations chapter 1 verses 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Let's look at Revelations 21 6. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to who thirsts. Revelations 22:13 I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He has always been. Without him, not only can we not do nothing, there is nothing. Number 2, was the word existed the logos logos the expression of thought the embodiment of a concept or idea the depth of this description we cannot fathom jesus is the word 
Adam Clark commentary says, Jesus, who is the fountain of all wisdom, who giveth being, life, light, knowledge, and reason to all men, who is the grand source of the revelation, who has declared God unto mankind, who has illustrated life and immortality by his gospel, and who has fully made manifested the deep mystery which lies hidden in the bosom of the invisible God from all eternity. John chapter 114, And the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The very thoughts, intention, expressions of God become in flesh voluntarily. Jesus, the embodiment of the thoughts, ideas, expression of God manifested into the flesh by the Holy Spirit is still dwelling amongst us. Revelations 19.13 He has clothed with a robe dripped in blood and his name is called the Word of God. Let's look at 1 John chapter 1 verses 1 to 2. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declared to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. John chapter 1, 3, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Psalms 33, 6, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 and 13, for the word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. The third thing is the word was with God. Speaking of his personality, he is the son. God is a triune being, part of the Godhead. He identifies himself to us in three distinctive personalities. Was with God signifies that he had a conscience, personal existence distinct from God the Father. Colossians chapter 2 verse 2, that their hearts may be encouraged being knitted together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding and to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. One God manifested in a distinct personality. It is a mystery of God. We'll just have to go to heaven and find out what it's all about when we see him face to face. Genesis chapter 126 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. God is not schizophrenic. He is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is a mystery. We are also trying beings in his image. We are a spirit. We possess a soul and we are housed in our earthly body. First John 1 2 the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the father and was manifested to us eternal life jesus was with the father he is distinct personality 
Matthew chapter 28, 19 also says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. 1 John chapter 5, 7, For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. The fourth thing, the Word was God. Speaking of His divinity, He is God. Not second in command, but God Himself. John chapter 14, 10-11 says, Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. So do we really understand the awesome splendor of our Lord Jesus Christ? Have we really considered the magnitude of our Lord Jesus? Though the whole Bible preaches Jesus, identifies him as a coming king, one scripture truly reveals his glory. John chapter 8, 58, Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Just as God identifies himself to Moses, John chapter 10, verses 30, I and the Father are one. John begins his gospel letter with the boldest, most comprehensive description of who Jesus is. This is a no-bones-about-it declaration. Each of these statements are building a revelation who Jesus is. He is eternally existent. He is the Word. He is distinct personality. And He is God. Obviously, the Holy Spirit knew that believers needed to begin understanding the magnitude of Jesus. To live a life of holiness, reverence, obedience, we need a revelation of the awesome glory of our Savior. He is great and a mighty Lord. He is Jesus. Jesus is the voice of truth. You know, I like to finish by giving everyone a chance to know Jesus better. Make Jesus the Lord of your life. The prayer of salvation is our first real conversation with God. The prayer of salvation is the most important prayer that we will ever pray. When we're ready to become a Christian, we're ready to have our first real conversation with God. And these are the components. First of all, we acknowledge that Jesus Christ is God. That he came to the earth as a man in order to live the sinful life that we could not live. That he died in our place so that we would not have to pay the penalty that we deserve. We confess our past sins of that we lived, living for ourselves and not obeying God. We admit that we are ready to trust Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We ask Jesus to come into our heart, take up residence there, and begin living through us. It begins with faith in God. When we pray the prayer of salvation, we're letting God know we believe His Word is true. By the faith He has given us, we choose to believe in Him. The Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Hebrews 11.6 So, when we pray, asking God for a gift of salvation, we're exercising our free will to acknowledge that we believe in Him. And you know what? That demonstration of faith pleases God because we have freely chosen to know Him. We are confessing our sin. When we pray the prayer of salvation, we're admitting that we have sinned. As the Bible says of everyone, saved through Christ alone, 
For all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 To sin is to simply fall short of the mark. Just like when you shoot an arrow, it doesn't quite hit the bullseye. The glory of God that we fell short of is found only in Jesus Christ. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 4.6 The prayer of salvation then recognizes that Jesus is the only human who ever lived without sin. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteous of God in him. 2 Corinthians 5.21 We are professing faith in Christ as Savior and our Lord. With Christ as our standard of perfection, we're now acknowledging faith in him as God. Agreeing with the Apostle John that in the beginning was the Word, Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was was God. He was in the beginning, everybody, with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. John 1, verses 1 to 3. Because God could only accept a perfect, sinless sacrifice, and because he knew that we could not possibly accomplish that, he sent his son to die for us and pay the eternal price. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16 So if you want to change your life and you want to accept Jesus in your heart today and you really mean it, don't wait a moment longer to start your new life with Jesus Christ. Remember the prayer that we are just talking about is not a magical formula. You are simply expressing your heart to God. And if you want, pray this prayer with me. Father, I know that I have broken your laws and my sins have separated me from you. I am truly sorry and I now want to turn away from my past sinful life towards you. Please forgive me and help me avoid sinning again. I believe that your son Jesus died for my sins, was resurrected from the dead, and is alive. And here's my prayers today. I invite Jesus to become the Lord of my life, to rule and reign in my heart from this day forward. Please send your Holy Spirit to help me obey you and to do your will for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So you're probably saying to yourself, I prayed it. Now what happens next? If you prayed the prayer of salvation with true conviction and heart, you are now a follower of Jesus. This is a fact, whether or not you feel any different or not. Some religious systems say that you might feel a little bit different, like a warm glow, a tingle, or some mystical experience. The fact is you may and you may not. If you have prayed the prayer of salvation and you meant it, you are now a follower of Jesus. The Bible says that your eternal salvation is secure. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's Romans 10, 9. Welcome to the family of God. We encourage you to find a local Bible-based church where you can fellowship with other believers and you can grow in the knowledge of God through His Word, the Bible. This ministry is listener-supported. If you feel that you have benefited from this message from God, please consider helping to support this ministry and give the gift of any amount so that we can continue to spread the Word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. May the Lord richly bless you, your family, and friends. Until next time, God bless.
And don't forget, Jesus is the voice of truth. I hope you enjoyed today's program. If you have any prayer requests or questions about Jesus is the voice of truth, we encourage you to email us at voiceoftruth411 at gmail.com or visit our website at jesusisthevoiceoftruth.com. Thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to being with you next time. Have a blessed day.